Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Central. I'm Kevin Sidik Lim, the host of Convert Central, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Our podcast focuses on the challenges that Muslim converts face along their conversion journey to help Muslims from all backgrounds to find a strong foothold in Islam. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn page at Convert Central, and I look forward to sharing with you all the beneficial series we plan for the year. For now, I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Welcome back to Convert Central. So today, alhamdulillah, uh, we have completed what's in the name series where we actually share about some uh, prominent Muslim names or interesting Muslim names you have in the community. And for all converts or born Muslims who want to take on a name for themselves, uh, a new name for themselves, please head back to the previous series because we have very, very interesting names that have been shared. And most recently shared, we've had names like Ali and uh, Umar and, and female names as well as like Aisha and Khadija talking about the relevant significant figures in Islamic history that has had these names. So we, we believe that it would be very interesting uh, series for everyone to listen to and uh, a very, very good way to increase awareness for some of the names we have in our community, not just for converts, but also for the bomb Muslim friends that we have around us. So today, uh, we are actually back to back to our roots of Convert Central uh, for we started in 2018, at the start of 2018 with pure convert sharing. And, um, you know, this is actually a long time since we've had a convert sharing. And uh, because of this, I'm excited to begin because this is actually something that I love doing. Uh, this is something that has started Convert Centre and propelled us into, you know, showing us how powerful convert sharings are and convert stories are. So today, um, we have a guest that has been with us before um, in the past few episodes in What's in the Name series. And her name is Sister Sarah Maram. So, um. Before I let uh, see Sarah Mara introduce herself, I can uh, you know, introduce her a little bit from my experiences with her. So I have uh, met her at Darul Akam before here and there in some classes and in some courses. And alhamdulillah, you know, I, I think it's, it's something very special where uh, she and a, you know, her network of sisters in Darul Akam, they really support each other. And we've actually gotten a few of their, you know, their, their, their circle of friends on Commerce Central before. One of them will be Sis Marilyn. So uh, we are blessed to have Sis, Mar- Sis Sarah Myron with us uh, on our podcast today. And uh, maybe before you go into your story, Sis, maybe we could get you to share like um, how old you are, um, what, what you're doing in life now, and you know, just a little bit about your background. Bismillah. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thank you so much again for inviting me back to the Commerce Central. It's my pleasure to be here. Okay, a um, little bit about myself. Um, my name is uh, Mayri, uh, with the convert name Sarah Mariam, and I'm originally from Estonia. It's a little tiny country in Northeast Europe with a population of, I think, 1.4 million only. And the Muslim population there is like even lesser. It's uh, around 1,500 uh, Muslims, which is uh, about 0.14% uh, only of the whole population. And uh, I have been residing in Singapore since 2017, and I'm working in uh, container shipping industry. Um, I'm working at uh, <clears throat> in commercial department, so what I'm doing on a daily basis is mostly um, working with Asia uh, regional agencies, I mean Asia agencies, uh, to improve our you know, KPIs, to, to ensure that our service levels are met and our customers are happy. And uh, yeah, that's what I have been doing about uh, four years now. And um, I embraced, embraced Islam in 2019, in February, to be, to be uh, exact. 
And it happened to be uh, 24th February, which is also my country's independence day. And um, you, you said you took a shadow in 2019, right? 20, yeah, 2019, yes. 2019. And, and how long did you take to learn Islam like before that? I actually started to learn um, from July 2018, mm. to, so be, like a... to be very exact, yeah. But my first um, encounter with Islam was mm-hmm. way earlier. It was when I was um, somewhere at secondary school uh, because my elder sister, okay, I'm coming from family of five and I have two elder sisters. So my elder sisters, she actually got married uh, a man from Iran. So that was really my first encounter, you know, with Islam. But, um, uh, well, a lot of Iranians who have actually migrated to Europe and uh, in my sister's case, uh, her husband uh, is, and she, they were in Sweden. Um, They're not actually so practicing Muslims. So I couldn't really know much about Islam that time. And um, I wasn't really that, curious also to find out my my own you know from internet because of course I have I was heard you know about all those um, terrorists and everything so I was like a bit afraid to do my own research as well so yeah I, I left it as it is and then only when I came to Singapore then then uh, you know I had a chance to actually start exploring Islam because I was working together with colleagues who are Muslims, and uh, slowly, you know, I was, uh, you know, asking questions, and I felt comfortable asking questions because they were really friendly, and you know, there was no judgment or anything. So I, I was able to comfortably ask whatever question, you know, I had in my mind, starting from food they eat up to even prayers and everything, and I was, I was really impressed how. Um, you know how feel, willingly actually everybody was sharing their, their um, stories and also you know overall the practices in Islam yeah and did you like were you in Singapore since you were very young or was it like 2017 so it's about four years ago yeah oh, so, so that was when when you came to Singapore and when you started working in Singapore that was when you started to ask a lot of questions about Islam or yeah. was it when you uh, were yes no, it was it was about 2017. Okay, um, if we go back in history a bit, you yeah. know, when um, let's say uh, we go back to my teenage age, mm-hmm. I was I was actually looking, you know, I was I was doing soul search basically, and I was looking for something, but I didn't know what I'm looking for. Of course, yeah. now I know what I was looking for. I was <laughs> looking for peace, peace, yeah. which means Islam. Yeah. But that time I didn't know. So I was doing soul search. And I think a lot of people, are, I mean, have been doing the same at some yeah. point of in their lives, right? Yeah. So I was exploring even different religions. Although, you know, in Estonia, uh, they are very anti-religious. So religion is quite the poor. Mm. If you tell somebody that, you know, you believe in God or uh, you are Christian, you know, you're devoted Christian or something, they're like, uh, are you okay? <laughs> you know? <laughs> But uh, that's why it's like when I was when I was there, I, I I didn't really want to talk about religion with anyone. Yeah. So, but I was like reading on my own, maybe about like Hinduism, mm. uh, Buddhism, 
you know, all these things that are far away from, from us and it, they look so exotic and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but was Islam like the most exotic thing or, or was it like had a different perception? Actually, it wasn't the most exotic. It, it seemed very con- conservative. Mm-hmm. What really seemed exotic was Hinduism because there are, you know, yeah. a lot of colors and uh, yeah, yeah. all the bangles and everything. So I was like, the, the culture and the religion itself seemed like very yeah. interesting that time. Yeah, I, I guess Islam seemed slightly backward, was it? Yes. It was yes. at the point of time. Alhamdulillah, okay, yeah. that, that, that's amazing. Um, so you mentioned you came to Singapore 2017 and you started to mm. learn, really learn about Islam in 2018 September, right? Uh, July, yeah. July, in July, okay. So, when did your interest in Islam sprout? Was it um, before July? Uh, when you, when, was it when you were already talking to your colleagues? Or was there a particular incident that sparked your interest in Islam? Um, that's a good question. Actually, uh, when, when I came to Singapore, in 2017 and you know I started working in my company and uh, my colleagues who were Muslims then I slowly started to you know the interest started to grow and uh, I asked questions here and there but it was more like just a curiosity it wasn't really like with the intention to start mm. learning about Islam it's just yep. to better understand my colleagues that yep. to make sure that you know I don't offend them and uh, you know when we're going for lunch out for lunch that you know I I know that, you know, where we can go and what I should look out for. Mm-hmm. Or even if, let's say, uh, if I bring any gift for them that, you know, I wouldn't buy something that will be offensive for them. Mm. Uh, and then I think 2018, what happened is that I was having my um, down, down, down time uh, yeah. in my life. Yeah. I was really feeling very, very down. And... Um, there are some reasons behind that which uh, I'm still not very open to share, uh, but it is related to the heart as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then I suddenly remember that there were a few people who, you know, said that if you are interested about learning Islam, then you should try to go to Tarawakam because they are, you know, professionals and, yeah. and trusted source. And then this one very day in July, I was, I suddenly felt I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So I decided, okay, I just go there. And because I was really, I was really feeling that I have hit the wall already and I really just don't know what to do. Yeah. And uh, it was so convenient, you know, that this knowing Islam session uh, is something that you can just, uh, that time, of course, we were able to go to Tarawakam, right? Yeah, so yeah. you can just walk in and yeah. you don't have to register. One hour, one session, right? Yeah, I think it was even more than one hour, but uh, it's just so convenient. It's also anonymous, you know, you don't have to even register, which means that you're not obliged to tell anyone your name. But of course, when I went there, everybody was looking at me because I'm Angmo. Yeah, yeah. So definitely whenever I'm, I mean, that time when I was close to Tarakam, people may have looks like, oh, what is this Angmo mm. doing here? Mm. Now, now maybe less because I'm wearing hijab <laughs> and, you know, mask also covering the face. Yeah, that's true. So it's that's like, true. Many everyone wears contacts nowadays, so it just seems like you have normal eyes, but you wear contacts. <laughs> yeah, but mine is natural. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, do you think yeah. that if you had not like went into Arkham that that fateful night day in July, like what what would have been the alternative? What would you have been you know doing for the past few years? Uh, 
To be very honest with you, I, I believe that uh, it was a God's plan. And mm. even if I would have not made my steps to Darwakam that day, mm. I would have done it sooner or later. Mm. Mm. I, I believe that now. Uh, because a uh, few years prior to my coming to Singapore, actually, there was one encounter. Yeah. Um, I I kind of like see a book in my dream or sometimes like in my vision. It's like out of the blue, there is like some book. And I didn't know what book is it. But then I think it was 2015 when I walked into bookstore in Estonia. And suddenly I see this book in the bookstore. And I was like, hey, this book looks familiar. I, I feel like I have seen this in my dream. Wow. And I was like, I was like, hey, what is this book? Uh? I was so curious, you know, it had cream cover, like quite thick. Mm-hmm. Not too thick, but like, um, you know, quite a few, like maybe four centimeters, like that thick, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cream cover, I was like, wow, that's very nice book. Let's go and see what is it. And you know, I was actually so shocked when I when I went closer and I saw it was written it was written there Quran in Estonian language. Wow. I was like, uh, Quran. Okay. <laughs> you know, because that time I was not actually exploring about Islam. Right, right. But I was uh, browsing through the book and it looks so beautiful. It's just the way how the book looked, it was so beautiful. And it was like uh I was like, oh, I think I want to read this one day. Yeah. But I was too terrified to buy it that time because I had my colleague with me. Mm-hmm. It was uh, one of the lunch break, you know, from office. We usually went to the nearby shopping mall and then mm-hmm. after eating, uh, it's quite normal to go and see some books or some other things, you know. That's amazing. Eh? I think in Singapore, we would like yeah. heat up the arcade or something when I was young. <laughs> Never the bookstore though. <laughs> yeah. And... And yeah, that was that was a very interesting story. Um, and of course, now, many years later, I know that this was a, I think this was the really first sign from God. Mm. But uh, that time, of course, I, I had no idea, like, why I had seen this book in, like, in my, in my dreams or in, sometimes, it's, sometimes it's not even in dreams, but, but you know, during the day when you daydream, basically, Yep. you see like images right it yeah. happened even like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah so uh, uh, i guess i guess like your experiences gave you an a growing interest in islam over the years over and the years yeah it's very slow but uh growing st- yeah right and i think for you it's difficult like more difficult than what we face in singapore especially when you came from a background where people were non-religious and as well as seeing Islam as a backward religion, um, I think even more so in Estonia than in Singapore, because in Singapore, we at least have interactions with more Muslims um, growing up. And you, you can see that they're actually not backward as people, right? But um, for you coming to, you know, um, Singapore at only 2017, in, in only 2017, like, I think it was more difficult for you to be open to Islam. Would you say that, like, it was it, it was it was the people around you, um, your colleagues that opened you up to Islam with their mannerisms and the way that yes. they approach your 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 questions with the answers. Yeah, that's why uh, each and every Muslim they are really truly ambassadors of Islam, and mm. I think it was really the uh, character, 
and their mannerism that that um, showed me that you know Muslims are not like uh, media is portraying them. Mm. Actually, even my sister's family side, I met uh, a lot of them, um, his family members, including parents, brothers, uh, other siblings, and they. One thing that really stood out is that they are very, very generous and uh, their hospitality. You know, when mm. you're visiting them, they are really making you feel like you are the you know queen of the house. They. They make sure that you are properly fed. You are most likely even overfed, <laughs> and you know all the time there is something. Do you need something? Do you are you okay? You know, it's it's something that is very uncommon actually for Estonians. We mm. sometimes I feel like we are even too cold. Mm. So, um, not that we are not good uh, in hosting. Actually, mm. we are very good in you know hosting guests, but it's just that our culture is a bit different. And uh, and I always felt like I don't really fit into the society in Estonia. I don't know why, but I always had this feeling that there's something alien in me that is doesn't just fit in the society there. And I always felt like I want to go and you know explore the world and mm. see where is this place for me. I don't know whether Singapore is this place, but when I first like very first time came here uh, in during my business trip 2015. It was so interesting how uh, when I left the airport in taxi, you know, uh, driving towards city uh, on ECP, I was looking around. I was like, "Wow, I feel like I have reached home." <laughs> Even though I'm like first, I'm like first time here. You know, I yeah, don't know yeah. basically yeah. almost anything about the city because this trip came like uh, I was supposed to go to Malaysia actually. Then yeah. my my trip got cancelled. Business trip got cancelled just two days before the departure. And then they decide, okay, we are sending you to Singapore instead. So it's like I had no preparation, you know, to even look up. Okay, uh, what is this country about, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and eventually, like you ended staying, you know, for twenty seventeen to to all the way to now, right? I feel like yeah. this, this podcast might have the potential to be a Singapore tourism board promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I was here for three weeks, you know, for this business trip. I was really yeah. blessed, I think, and I was like. Within these three weeks, I was just inside my heart. I was like, I don't know how, but I want to come back. You know, mm. the first time in my life, I had this strong feeling that, you know, I really want to come back. And I think this is the dua that I really uh, unknowingly, uh, mm. I, I made to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm not even Muslim that time, but I, mm. it's just the wish in, inside me that I want to come back. So that's mm. how eventually it came through that mm. 2017 I, I, I came here. Wow, wow, Actually, wow. even the even the even the story that how I came here, uh, is also whole another story. And uh, yeah, maybe we need to do another series to promote <laughs> Singapore. <laughs> Get all the foreign uh foreign uh once they called converts to come and talk about Singapore and how much you love it, right? Since you're staying here now, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm actually glad that um the people around you then um was the reason why you were open to Islam, because. I, I think too many people get thrown away, especially nowadays in the era of social media, where it's so prevalent yes. that we see the actions of some Muslims. Um, and then we think that it represents the religion or the community at large. And then because of that, people get thrown away from Islam. And it happens actually in, in, in quite widespread. And it's, it's quite sad because like, Islam itself is something so beautiful. And, and when we are not able to portray it properly as Muslims, 
you know, we risk at our own at our own expense, at our, at our own behaviors, you know, and mannerisms, pushing people away from Islam, even without knowing it. So I'm sure like, you know, each and every one of them, um, they feel so happy that they were part of the journey, that mm-hmm. um they will be they, they will be they were able to, you know, be a small part of the reason why you embrace Islam. And all of them gets the reward yeah, of, yes. of, of bringing someone to Islam. So you know, it's really a community thing. We we might never know. You know, maybe maybe they maybe they might never they might never know that. Uh, you know, once they have left your life and uh, they moved on to other things, they might never know that you know, they were the cause of you becoming Muslim eventually. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Similar, like, like like whenever we have interactions outside, we might never know that we might be the cause of someone leaving or entering Islam. You know, so Correct. what we can do best is really you know align our intentions and and. and brief our mannerisms and, and show people what the true beauty of Islam is. So, talking about the beauty of Islam, so you mentioned about how you are studying Islam and how you were really introduced to Islam. So, what was the thing about Islam that attracted you towards it? What was the thing about Islam that convinced you to become a Muslim? Actually, when I attended this uh, Knowing Islam session, uh, it was just, you know, like you said, one hour, almost two hours session. Uh I don't know what exactly was it there, but after I left the the, the session, I was like, I know Islam is for me. Mm. I don't know exactly why, but I know it's for me. And now even thinking back, I think most probably it's because Islam is peace. And Islam is really a complete teaching of every aspect of life. You know, we are sometimes we are talking, you know, uh, joking, you know, uh, men have difficulties with women and women have difficulties understanding men, right? And if only they will come with a manual. Actually, Islam has all the manuals. Mm. Islam itself is a Quran and Sunnah. They are, they are the manual for our life, how, to, how we should live our life. And, and I guess it's just my personality type that is like, you know, I'm a bit like uh, by the book, but at the same time, I know how to think out of the box as well. Yeah. So I I like the rules and it's I I think I function better if I have the rules around me rather than I don't have anything then I would be like uh okay what I'm supposed to do now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, you I know guess... some some people some people feel very boxed when they are you know too many rules they are like feel like they are trapped somewhere or you know. Yeah. But I think I'm a little bit uh a little bit different in that sense. Growing up I never uh like rules. And I, I was like always getting in trouble in school, uh, especially. But I mean, for for some reason, when it comes to Islam, like I doesn't. For sure, there are many rules, but it doesn't feel like there are rules anymore. It's just something that exactly it doesn't feel like it's rules. Yeah. It's rather it's a it's a guideline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when especially when you understand the wisdom behind it, and then yeah. and then you you realize that actually this is better for me, and you you you, you it gives you more faith in all the other rules that you might not understand at this point of time, right? Mm-hmm. Really and it's actually so amazing. I think this is uh, another thing that I really like about Islam is uh, there is really answer for every single question. Mm-hmm. Like even uh, the reason why you shouldn't be maybe drinking a, a water there where has been dead fly, you know, inside. Mm-hmm. Like even these kind of small matters. Yeah. And I'm like, many people wouldn't even know. I mean, I also didn't know until uh, yesterday. Hmm. I bought this Fiqh of Tahara book and I randomly opened the ba- book and actually it opened from the place where I had the answer for my question. Hmm, hmm. I was like, wow, Allah is really amazing. 
Inshallah. And yeah, actually you, you mentioned about um before you were Muslim and you, you want you really wanted peace and you felt like that prayer was answered. And mm. I, I think many of us can relate to that, especially for converts when you know at the start we are not really accustomed to making dua. Sometimes you find it answered even before you make it. And it's it's really miraculous. And I, the cause of this is because Allah knows what's in our heart. And before we even answer it, he, he grants it to us. Right? And that's the mercy of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the reason why we feel peace is, is because we have something called fitra within, our, within all of us, be Muslim or, or non-Muslim. It's our innate state that, that has been given by, by, by God, by Allah, to all of us. Mm-hmm. And, and which is why when we're doing good things, you know, we feel good as a person. And when we're doing bad things, we feel bad. It's because of our fitra that is guiding us, you know. And mm-hmm. yeah, and when we align our fitra to, to the one that has given us the fitra, that, that is peace. You know, that yes. is telling us that everything in life is, is attuned now, right? And, yep. and this is something that is non-quantifiable. You know, I, like so, a lot of people, including myself when I first came into Islam, we try to quantify Islam like versus, you know, like Islam versus another religion and like pros and cons. Like how you compare like mobile phones or like mobile phone plans on, on online and, and you see like, okay, Singtel versus mm, Kahab, yes, 5 yes. gig versus 15 gig, this is how much, right? But honestly, when you come into Islam and when you, when, when you research about Islam and, and you really understand the essence of Islam, give you a little bit of time, you start to realize that, you know, of course there are quantitative things here. Like definitely that they are. But things like peace, Things like balance your life is something that is priceless. Things that exactly. are priceless. And, and this, this is the beauty of Islam that has brought so many people into Islam. Even though t- taking the choice to become a Muslim might not be the most practical, might not be the, 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 the most outrightly uh, positive thing for their life. We choose yeah. to do it because we believe that you know, coming to Islam, we will get these qualitative, unquantifiable things that, that, we, that we want so badly within ourselves. And in, in this world, this life of distractions and, and era of so many different things going at the same time, peace, is, peace, is, peace comes in very small quantities. And we, will t- we, we would love to take whatever we have, right? So thank you for sharing that. I think that something very important, like for ourselves, when, when we forget, you know, what is peace, even for born Muslims, and, and we get caught up in the, you know, the, the daily hustle and bustle of life. We realize that peace is peace is where you know where we come back and we, we align ourselves with, with our creator and, and that is peace you know so it's always exactly. a good reminder for, for ourselves so yeah thank you thank you for sharing your comment sorry thank you for coming uh sharing about how you come into islam um i would want to talk about your family and friends because i think that's a big topic um but right now we're actually about uh 30 some 30 something minutes in so i'd like to end this podcast with the last question and then inshallah in the next podcast we'll discuss a little bit about your post-conversion life about a little bit about your family situation when you come into, came into Islam as well as when you were trying to talk to them about Islam uh, and this last question is, is actually about terrorism because you mentioned at the start of the podcast that you know um, it, 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 when you first started off when you were young you, you thought that they were like a terrorist like they, they, they had some um, radicalization tendencies and all and, and most and I, I'm sure like the media portrays Muslims and Islam as a, as a terrorism religion. This is the cause of why uh, all these terrorist acts are happening around the world, which is not true, but it is being portrayed as such. So right now, two and a half years into Islam, like, what would you say to you know, people who feel that way? Especially in, 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 in your country, Estonia, where a lot of people have that perception. And even in Singapore, where sometimes when we don't have enough exposure to uh, meeting Muslims around us, we feel like Islam is such a uh, exclusive, Islam is such a backward religion that, that doesn't have any um you know rationality and, and just it's just pointing people to do violence. Like, what, what, what is your advice to like this group of people or to yourself back then? 
it really depends also on the person you you are facing because mm. um, it depends on how open this person is mm. if this person is uh, relatively open to you know uh, about religions and everything mm. i think it it's easier to answer this question but uh, in general i would say that i would really invite the person to learn more about islam from credible sources to understand the the really the meaning of islam the pillars of islam mm. and um, you know as two and a half years old convert i would say Mm. uh i have learned a lot within these years and i know that there is so much more to learn so it's it's a really a tough question that you wouldn't be able to answer within 5 or 10 minutes to be honest yeah. i think there is a lot of things to be explained to the person mm. Mm. and it really depends on you know uh like i said the openness of this person but uh what well, i think very important thing to mention is that uh don't trust the media mm. you have to do your own research yeah because yeah. media is uh, media is just a tool to actually control people's mind mm. and they are very effective in this i agree like um humans are quite fallacious creatures meaning we have a lot of tendencies to bring our personal judgment into things that are that to even facts right and and the media you know it can be used for good it can be used for bad but what what is essentially doing is it's stepping on the fallacies that people can make some judgment calls yeah. that people can make and and accelerating it making it um you know a bigger factor in our judgment and when it comes to islam you know of course it is it, is a negative thing you know where most of what islam is being portrayed in the media is they are related to terrorism but yeah. you know certainly don't don't let less than 1% of the community of muslims around the world, represent the community of muslims around the world. go out around the world come to muslim countries come to singapore and see for yourself what islam truly truly is you know exactly i was also afraid of islam i think many of us were you know we didn't see the value of islam but now now we are muslims and and that, that's the reason for that you know and and now you know we are living balanced more balanced lives more positive lives and more beneficial lives and that's the reason for that and the reason is definitely not because islam is telling us to incite violence you know and and it's actually opposite when you come to look into islam you realize that it's so amazing how wrong it is being portrayed in the media because it's a total opposite of what it is being portrayed in the media that's that's is 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 really mind blowing when you think about it so i think that's a very good advice um and to to find credible credible sources to really see for yourself all right so that brings us to the end of your convo sharing and i think it's been a very interesting one uh, filled with a lot of discussions and, and reflections thank you for 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 opening up your story again and i i think uh, we are always happy to 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 hear about you know how a convert comes through into islam and see seeing the beauty of islam and especially seeing the beauty of singaporean muslims and uh, in in process of bringing them to islam so thank you for giving us that opportunity it's been extremely beneficial um let's end the podcast by reciting tasbih kafara in surah asr subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik bismillahirrahmanirrahim wal asr innal insana lafi khus illa alladhina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawassaw bil haqqi wa tawassaw bis sabr In the next episode, listen to uh, our discussion, myself and sis uh, Sarah Mariam, about her family, uh, some of her post-conversion challenges, and inshallah we'll have a short comments discussion. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.